Can I pitch a podcast before we get started? Go. There is a podcast. I saw this. I think it was on Vice where this guy is intentionally really boring. Oh, sleep with me. And he and it's hugely popular. Yeah, no, no, no. Sort of, I've loved Sleepy Time Media. He's really good. He'll talk about just utter nonsense until you fall asleep. That's amazing. No, I have better sources than that, frankly. Okay. So he's pretty good. But then I'll tell you what works. Old news from like the 70s, like a newscast, like a Walter Cronkite on the radio kind of thing. Like re-aired. The best I found. Remember the 2008 financial crisis? Mm-hmm. Okay, there is a set of about 500 MP3s of interviews between like the SEC and federal investigators and bankers about various transactions. You're going to sleep. They're on MP3. I have never made it. I swear to God, I've never made it past the introductory remarks where it's like, I am uh, sitting in... Are these uh, available online? They're all available online. Okay, we've got a link to send. Yeah, we'll put that up there. Yikes. Nobody talks about what, and it's a big deal. It's one of the biggest deals in our business. What authentication? Define it succinctly. Well, I can do it in one word: login. Logging into a site. Yes. Log- so wait, now. Well, I, not just a site, into anything. Yeah. This is one of the big like. I put much, some stuff. How in much the energy show- yeah. do you think goes towards auth-based issues in our entire industry? I'm guessing a lot less nowadays. Hopefully less, but it's still a significant percentage. Okay. So let's walk through the case. I put four things into a shopping cart Mm -hmm. and I now want to purchase them. That's right. And I've got, and this is interesting, e-commerce makes it real sloppy too. It's like you can either buy it as a guest. That's right. And then you put your stuff in, but they're supposed to forget it. And then they ask you, the polite ones say, do you want to create an account? You gave me all the info anyway. You yeah. will be buying more sweaters. We'd love to see you back here. We'd love to see you back here. And we'd love to email you every day. Which is a little bit about <laughs> can deals. we remember your credit card? Yeah. And can we continually harass you? Correct. And so they want to hook you in and make you a, a quote unquote member. So you get. So that's about taking a anonymous account, which isn't really anonymous. It's a guest account, but they know who you are. Mm-hmm. They still track that information and send you your stuff. Yes. But you can't come back. You don't establish a password and you're not really part of their overall system. That's right. And the motivation there is, geez, you know, I never want to do that again. That's e-commerce. Then there's like logging into your email and you're like, that's a sure. big deal. Then there is all the stuff that Microsoft offers. Like they have various identity services. Sure. Here's a little anecdote. I once was working on a project with a giant entertainment company. And I talked to someone and they said, uh, I was like, how long have you been working on this login project? Because they were trying to consolidate all the different logins. So you can use one account to get across all sorts of properties. That's right. That's right. And they said 60 months. That's incredible. Well, that's the thing. It's really hard to get one kind of login to another. And it seems really normal. Like, well, my username is Bob. Yeah. And I should be able to jump over here and have the same username and authenticate. Yeah. But the systems are hard. The systems are hard and they're really not designed to be lumped together. They're usually kind of, uh, there's a single purpose to, around them. But now what people are used to, they're not stomaching that. You can't do that to people anymore. When's the last time you start, you signed on from scratch if you could do it with Google? So what we're talking about there, what you're talking about there is this technology. There's a lot of different 
variations, but like OAuth or OAuth2. And what, what that means is that's that thing where it says, log in with Google, log in with Facebook. And you go over there and they give a little handshake, but you don't actually have to give them all your information or, or set up a password with them, right? So yeah. when's the last time? I don't know. Do you bother? I'll tell you what I like to use. I like to use Google because it's very granular. When you use Facebook, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get away from what I just logged into. I have stopped doing it because I got to be frank. I, you know, I can't tell the, con- I can't pick, I can't really read the consequences of doing it. So I just don't do it. See, and, think- and, you know, I, I don't know if that's even fair because who the hell knows what Google is. Oh, you still log in with like, you create an account when you're doing something new, you make like a, a username and a... No, I just do Google. Oh, you just hit the button. You have very good privacy settings. They're quite granular. It's one of Google's better products. It's like you're, these machine, these devices are connected to your Google account. This mm-hmm. is, you know, your Android mm-hmm. phone and your iOS and so these wait, accounts. What you're talking about is if I, if I go to a site that allows me to store files, like a Dropbox site, I can either sign up so fill out a form of five or six fields, first name, last name, email, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Or I could skip all of that and sign in with Google. Yes. So that's great if you're an individual. That's like, okay, I click the button and then Google pops up a window and says, hey, Dropbox would like access to these aspects of your account. Yeah. Are you cool with that? And if you say yes, now you are able to get logged in the Dropbox. Yes. You are just, you're right in there. And the next time you come to Dropbox... And you want to log in, and if you're not logged in, you'll do the same thing, except you'll already have been authenticated. And it's just life's easier, right? It's pretty easy. And it's really good on mobile because yeah. it's hard to type passwords and, and all those yeah. things. So I think that's one of the reasons. Better on Android than iOS. Yeah. Yes. That's one of the, but I think that's one of the reasons why authentication has kind of gotten slicker is because it, it just sort of got impossible to, to like put a secure yeah. password into that little text box. It, it, it's a pain in the ass. But what people should know is every time you do that, you can go see the list of sites. That's right. You've allowed Google to wave you in yeah. uh, and actually control. You can actually remove their rights. In fact, altogether, you can delete the site. So next time you go there, you're going to be like, okay, well, who are you again? Well, then there's a magical thing here. And this happens with Slack and this happens with Dropbox and similar, which is that the whole company. So we're postlight.com. Yeah. And if you have a postlight.com email address, which is served by Google, you can get access to our Dropbox. All of our services. And our shared Slack, folders and Slack. Yeah. And you, you're, Dropbox. That's right. Pingboard, which handles time off. So it becomes the master key. And yeah. I can be honest, there aren't a lot of downsides. Not a lot of downsides. It actually, a ton of upside, frankly, controlling all of that, managing it with people. It's hugely useful. This is what's tricky with Google is it's like, you know, it's a giant monolithic organization. They don't care about our email. Uh, you got to bank on that. Yeah. And, you know, you can get paranoid, but like, I just... Well, the model's different, right? We're paying. Do you ever administer a mail server? I did. Oh, me too. It's a yeah. nightmare. I yeah. hate it. I felt I good about myself, though. I'm not going to lie. Me too. But, I, you know, it is... It is a joyless task. It's joyless. It's it's joyless. Fair and when enough. something goes wrong, yeah. it's not like when something goes wrong in the web, I'm usually pretty confident I can fix it. Yeah. But when something goes wrong with a mail server, yeah. I'm like, well, that's it. I'm never getting any I mean, more mail. Lifting the lid on IMAP Oof. is something. Oh, Rich, you know, I want to interrupt this podcast for just a minute. Why, Paul? Well, you know, not everybody realizes that this podcast is a pure marketing vehicle for an agency. You, know, you don't have to apologize for this. I'm not apologizing. Good, I love it. put a good podcast out. I love it. Post I love the hustle. Is a, a New York-based product and services studio 
We're a collection of designers, engineers, and product leads that build really amazing experiences. Sometimes we go in and we do the facelift, the nip and tuck. Sometimes it's Greenfield and we just build something out of thin air and it's lovely. And it's a great group. Very talented. It's true. If you need someone to sit down with you and get that plan right so that you can build this thing, let's do it. Hello at postlight.com. So the thing that's changed in our world is that I would say that 20% of every project up until about 10 years ago, five years, maybe seven years ago, was how are people going to log in and what can they do once yeah, they're logged in? And how do you log them out? And then there right. were, it was security was really, really hard and like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And probably driven by mobile and driven by simplicity, it is now a much, much smaller part of your project. Yes. And look, it's worth noting, if you're paying money, we pay money for Google Suite. Yeah. If you're paying money, Google is, their alignment is now around our monthly bill. That's it right. is not around amassing where all of our employees are going to different places and drawing these profiles, these data profiles, so they can push lawnmowers and it's, yeah, you don't get the ads. Right? It really is a different world where if Google is a service provider offering like direct services to you that you pay for, it's different. It's it's a whole different. It's just very convenient. The, the the incentive is is completely different, and that's worth noting because if you're using a, a sort of a plain vanilla Gmail account. I don't know exactly what to do. And I don't want to take the leap and say, like, you know, they're following you. They're standing over your shoulder wherever you go. But without a doubt, the incentive then at that point is not the $5 you pay every month. The incentive at that point is to really triangulate on your life and do things with that data. Honestly, with Gmail, I don't think people care that much. They're like, I get those two ads at the top. That's life, whatever. Onward. Yeah, but then there's like, you know, you don't know where else that's going. It's weird. It's a little much... The larger issue here... If you can pay, pay is what I would recommend. I would, I think that's right. You know? So the thing that's fascinating to me, though, is like this used to build a web thing. You used to have to roll this yourself all the time. And now it's beautifully abstracted away. Mm-hmm. There and, were, I mean, IT managers in large companies who had to manage mail servers. I mean, that's oh, real. Yeah. Some still do, it by wasn't the way. Just, Let's well, be very clear. If you're at a certain scale, like if you're a university, you might have your... Even if you're using Gmail, you're still... Someone is administering all that. Yeah. Also, I mean, look, let's let's be real. I'm not going to log in with Google to my bank account. That's not. It's not really. Happening. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Really, but I'm not. Let's not even worry about ourselves for a minute. Okay. What blows my mind is how something like that, something really fundamental, like who am I on a system, is now just a product that you can plug into anything new that you build. That's right. If you're right, if you're a product manager or product lead who's thinking about a new tech. You really should not be building that from scratch. That's the thing. Like anyone yeah. who builds authentication independently without carefully having a really, really mm-hmm. good case yeah. is not doing a good job for you. Yeah. Like someone should be saying, are they going to log in through Google, Twitter, or Facebook or yeah. something else? Yeah. It's strange how that fundamental aspect of everything online has been kind of taken out of our hands. Is that bad? It's not bad or good. It's just a really big change. And it makes me wonder, well, like, to see that get abstracted away, because you used to have an independent identity on different systems. Yeah. And now you have one identity that is centralized. And it's like, if you take Twitter, Facebook, and Google, and you put them together, and GitHub, that's the fourth one that kind of a lot of people use if they're in in our community. If you put those four together, that's everything I access is accessed through those four Through four companies. That's right. Yeah. And actually, uh, Microsoft owns, is, is the last one, right? And that owns GitHub now. 
do you have a problem with that? I think that it is something that is a, it, it's a giant secret sea change that rarely gets observed. I, I think that's true. I think that's the point I'm making is just sort of like as product people, I would be and working for clients and working for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It would be incredibly difficult for me to advocate for anything else because users want it. It is secure. And there's a wonderful principle here, which is like if Google, if Google can't make it secure, then we're screwed. Like, I mean, they are, I love our company, but Google has given much more focus and attention to login-based security than Postlight has. That's right. And I I want to take advantage of that. We do have a client, Paul, that for various reasons, really by design did not want to fall into this. They didn't want to cede control over what their community was going to look like to one of these companies. And frankly, the case wasn't hard to press. We got it right away uh, as to why they didn't. And we appreciated it. In fact, we built it, by the way. Exactly. We we built the actual Let's think of some of those cases, right? Because there's a lot of them. One would be privacy. Just our organization needs true privacy for all of its members. And we're at a scale where Mm -hmm. we're going to invest to preserve that privacy. Government. And, and actually, government is another one, right? Like, There's no way you're going to hand over. I mean, logging into the DMV to renew your driver's license is not going to happen through Facebook. No, that's right. They're going to have their own authentication system. They're going to have their own authentication that's right. system. So things like that. I, large, I think trans, large like, religious organizations might be like they're sort of like. Eh, sounds fine. <laughs> no, because people care about their privacy. I think, I think like financial transactions. That's another trading one, right? stock. Here's the thing. I'm not going to go to Google. I'm not going to auth through Google. Well, this is the thing. Facebook, right? You auth into Facebook. You're letting Facebook know that even if there's nothing else, you're letting Facebook know that a certain number of people are logging into a given service. Yes. That is a lot of information for Facebook to have yes. about who's using yes. what, where, when, why. And look, let's be no frank. I, I think there is a lot of positive that comes out of Facebook. Like my family, my mom really doesn't get all the like drama and just is really happy to see my well, kids. It's vast, right? It's, it's vast. vast. And then there's a lot of, I mean, the focus is on the bad stuff, but there are families that are dispersed and communities that are dispersed that actually connect on the platform. What's tricky, I, with, the, I, I, what's tricky with tech is that yeah. when the criticism comes, everybody's like, what do you mean? And it's yeah. just sort of like, no, you you now are, you're like a nation state. And so you're going to get criticized I like mean, a nation it's, state. It's, it's, and, and, as I've read up about a lot of their challenges, um, it's it's just scale. It is. It's just I can't keep track of two billion well, people. Well, with two or three key moments that could have gone a lot better. All right, let's keep this optimistic, Paul. I don't moving. disagree with that, but I mean, so. <laughs> but I think there are valid reasons to say we are going to go our own way and have our own system. Oh, it happens. It's going to continue to happen. Now, in that case, there are a lot of really great open source libraries and tools and technologies that you can use, and you can actually pick them is, up off the shelf. And, and I don't think people know this. So that service that Google provides, that authentication service where you click and you hit the button and now you're suddenly logged into some other app through Google, uh-huh. anyone can provide that service. Yes. Like you could set up the Gray Box Foundation mm-hmm. and the, you know, or the, or Basil Financial or something. I'm literally looking out the, around the room at things to come up with names. Found some fresh basil? Yeah. No, there's a Basil Hayden bottle of An booze. excellent bourbon. It's a lovely bourbon. Yeah. The Orange Post-it Note Society, right? You cannot just create your own login point, you can create your own authentication endpoint and people can then build apps on top of you. Yes. 
Anybody can do that. Do you, do you have any platforms offhand that you want to share with people in case they want to look at this possibility? There's Authy and there's a few others that you can sort of get to directly as like a service. And it's also not that hard for an experienced technologist to set up an authentication endpoint in a custom API using open source code. There's stuff in Python and, and JavaScript and, and all the big languages. Like this is really part of the infrastructure. And so you can go meta here and you can become your own authentication provider and then people can build apps on your platform. And that's the goal. All right, some tips real quick. I mean, we, we talked in terms, which I think is good advice for product leadership and, and people thinking about their own platforms and how they're going to handle Well, the reason I wanted to bring this up for this podcast is I think it, it's a weird afterthought that's actually core to everything. It is. It's and that first experience. And it's the first experience. And look, it's extremely the argument for you're going to get more users. If you're yeah. trying to amass users, if they can tap one button instead of fill out a form is incredibly strong. And there's It's ease. hard to fight. You bet. I mean, the burden of proof is on not doing that because you're going to get more signups. There's another part here too, which is it's kind of a pain. It's a thankless task. It's more software. And it's tons of security risks. This is like the most vulnerable part of your application. That's why it's hard. You have to be really paranoid and you have to make sure things can be trusted and and you have to kind of be on the defensive all the time. And most product teams and most software companies are not. They're actually very much like, let's go, let's get it done. We're under we're under the gun. Auth is one of those things where everybody has to sit in a room for a while and go, no, wait a minute, what if this happens? Yeah. I and think it's, that's right. It's one of the more thankless tasks of software yeah, engineering. Yeah, and if it's low risk in terms of, okay, if something happens, how bad is it? Like if you're trading images or, yeah. you know, whatever, that's much less painful than, you know, if there's real sensitive information in well, there. Well, there's baselines. Medical. There's baselines there, right? Like number one that's really bad is unencrypted connection and then you save the passwords in plain text. Yeah. Text. So somebody gets your database and that's it. It's over. They know everybody's username Correct. and password. There is a great site called Have I Been Pwned, P-O-W-N-E-D, which is this guy, I believe his name is Troy Hunt. I think he now works for Microsoft. I'm not sure. He's Australian. But as giant database dumps of people's usernames and passwords have come out into the world, he's created this big, relatively secure database where you can go see if, which if leaks you've been, you've been part of. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm, I remember I got hit by the Adobe leak and a few others. And he has something like a billion password leaks in there now. Like it's hit everybody. It's, yeah. His user base is roughly the size of Facebook. They just don't know it yet. I'm doing it now. I've never done this before. Oh, you've never. Oh, okay, everybody. Rich is going to put his username into haveibeenpwned.com. Let's see what happens. Let's see how many times you've been leaked. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, but I, I don't think he actually went and found my name. No. I think he's just saying... He knows your username and that it's aligned with a certain password. Oh, that's nonsense. There's every company in the world is on here. No, but that's right. It lets you know how badly your passwords have been leaked. I'm cool with all this. Do you have different passwords for different accounts? This is a huge piece of advice. I don't. I'm pretty good. I have probably seven that I keep distributing out. Right. And that's That's better than one. That's okay. That's okay. But this is a huge point. If you are exposed through one leak, people will take that password and check everything else. I had one password that I used all the time years ago. And I definitely got, I got hit. I got a, a server hacked into. It was a mess. Yeah. Nobody ever got my, my email, but like, you're always vulnerable. Yeah. And so are. I now use one password. Do you use a password manager? I do use one password. It is really good. Yes. I mean, the number one password. It's a pitch. They are not paying us any money. It's no, really, but it's God, really it's, good. 
the only unsettling thing about one password it's also gotten better by the way at auditing your passwords it'll tell you if you're using something twice yes. or, and their cloud service is excellent now the cloud service is very good and integration in the mobile is getting better the only thing is you look at it and you realize how many goddamn nonsense things it takes for you to live your life in 2019. It's something, isn't it? I must be logged into 2,000 different websites. I just need them all like to look at my face. Oh, yeah. And my, not just my face, but if I'm clenching my teeth, yeah. then open up my bank account. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's really, that sounds if I'm a little, If I'm a little sad, like the brow is a little down, then show me animated GIFs. Banking is terrifying, man. It's like, here's this plastic card with a number that's kind of okay, and then a four-digit number. On the back. Well, the the, yeah, which you can like, you know. Yeah, and then, it's a sloppy mess. And then once every like three months, Amex is like, hey, yeah. hey you bought a soda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a Balenciaga bag. Yeah. And I'm like, that that wasn't me. No, I got, yeah. I, the soda was me. Gas station in Texas. Oh, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. So we're in a world where there is not a lot of security. One password is pretty good. It'll make these giant long garbage yeah. passwords that you'll never remember. Competitors last pass is also pretty good. Yeah, it's good. fine too. I mean, this is on a personal level. I think everybody's gotten this message by now, but my God, use one because yeah. you're not aware of how much garbage you're plugged into. And it's also pretty good, especially with the cloud service between like mobile, home, web. And yes. It's hard to keep that locked up between browsers. That's right. One password, if you have a newer iPhone, will open with with your face. Oh, does it do that? Yeah, it you does. have to smear your face on the phone. Just it's very lick, awkward. Lick the phone. That's right. Uh, tongue detection is not kicked in yet. No, that's next. That is good. That'll be for yeah. dogs when dogs get iPhones. Pew. That's probably Apple's next big step because the self-driving, big announcement. self-driving car isn't working. No. Tim no. Cook is going to come out with an old bloodhound yeah. and everyone's going to go, this is great. You know they should launch as self-driven individuals. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Just really motivated they just, people. You have four Apple Watches, one for <laughs> one for each extremity, and they put you on that paddleboard. So, um, all right, this, good advice here for both consumer and really decision maker within companies as you make these kinds of calls. Well, and let's bring it back home, right? Like, what do you need to do? I come to you, Rich, and I say, Rich, I need to build a giant thing. It's yeah. going to have. We're going to have 100,000 users. I'm nervous about giving all my data to mm-hmm. Facebook because then I'm nervous about giving it all to Google because, you know, it's our data. It matters yeah. to us. What do I need to do about authentication? I would scrutinize that a bit. And I would say, well, let's run through those like catastrophic scenarios and let's see how bad they really are. Because frankly, if you can auth through one of these platforms and it's not a big deal, then you should do it. Because ultimately the user experience is going to be dominant. If you're not looking to get new users, then do whatever you want. You could just send out signups and they're going to do it. They're captive audience. But if you're looking to grow an audience, there better be a compelling reason not to do it because less people will sign up if they have to fill out a form. That's That's real. And the other thing I would say is just if you are working with someone or hiring someone or talking to a firm like ours or, or just whatever you're doing, and they're like, don't worry about auth. That is a red flag. Yes, is, yes. Nobody should be saying it that. is a horrible real part of building anything. And That's right. if you're trying to get into this field, being really aware of it and understanding like how a user gets authenticated, tracked through the system, how they can become like yep. how they get more permissions or less permissions. That's the horrible real work of product development, along yeah. with all the cool flashy stuff. Yeah. And it's something to 
fall backwards into that moist pool of stuff. Yeah, you got to be careful. All right, well, that is uh, our podcast for today. Let's uh, let's do another podcast really soon. Okay, everyone, have a lovely week and watch your back. Yeah, have fun logging into five thousand things before we see you again. <laughs>